Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another cracking, festive episode of the Olive Magazine podcast, your weekly 30-minute guide to all things food, drink and travel. My name is Laura Rowe, I'm the editor and your host. This week we have web editor Alex at Snaps and Rye, a Danish restaurant in West London. She's been chatting to owner Kel Scott about snaps and Danish Christmas traditions. She learns how snaps is made, how the Danes drink it and which Christmas foods to serve it with. Skål! That means cheers, by the way. Travel editor Rhiannon and editorial assistant Ellie talk about discovering small independent food producers at Christmas markets. And the cookery team and I reveal the results of our recent breakfast survey. First up, here's Alex and Kel. Hi guys, it's Alex here and I'm at Snaps and Rye on Goldbourne Road in West London and I'm chatting to Kel. Hello. Hello. Um, and Kel is the owner of this lovely uh, place and he is also known as a Schnapsmeister. <laughs> um, not self-proclaimed at all. Um, but um, what Snaps and Rye do is they have a great um, Snaps um, tasting session thing don't you so you can learn all about schnapps but we'll come on to that later but um what we'd like to learn a little bit about is um schnapps in general and also some danish christmas traditions because very soon uh, shall be our christmas time in england and i know that you celebrate it on a different day so first of all schnapps we've got a lot of schnapps here <laughs> uh, and it's 10 o'clock in the morning, so we're going to have a great day. <laughs> so what are the characteristics of a typical schnapps? Well, it's it's from grain spirit generally. It mm-hmm. used to be potatoes as well, but really when it's been distilled, it's it's so it's so pure that okay. you wouldn't taste the difference. Um, but if, so it really what, what was the, the cheapest way of, of making it. I think they started doing doing potatoes before they did grain. I think mm-hmm. in 1700 they learned how to do how to do the grain. We got grain in from in Denmark. We got grain in from um, America and Canada, and it became cheap. Um, and I think that was the reason why they started with that. Okay. So yeah. And um, what? So how did it come about in so, the first place in the 1700s? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 learned. I think they learned from. Uh, the Russians, which then learned it from Mongolia, okay. um, how to distill. But obviously, the the China, uh, the Arabs, uh, the, the Moors, they they learned to how to distill very very early on, mm-hmm. um, and then it slowly uh, moved its way up to the cold north. Yes, um, <laughs> and a lot of little distilleries started to shoot up in in seventeen hundred. Also, a lot of home distilleries, okay. which got banned later. Um, but uh, it was very crude stills they had, right. so um, the alcohol didn't taste that great. No. Um, Just and alcohol for alcohol's sake. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, obviously, again, in, in the beginning when they when they started to distill alcohol, it was all about for for like medicinal purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to, I think, get internal life. Hence, we yes. got the, the the name aquavit, uh, water of life, in French right. eau de vie. 
uh, same yes. thing. And, and whiskey also has a, a, a Gaelic name, which also means uh, the water of life. So ah. it all stems from the same from the same thing. Okay. But no, 1700, very, very crude distills. And um, so they needed something to, to make it taste nicer. Okay. So these little stills, they went out in a, in a sort of in their, in their nearby uh, woods and, and, uh, uh, and found uh, roots and herbs and spices, very much similar, similar things as they would use in, in medicinal, on, on medicinal okay. purposes. Um, so to try to make the, the alcohol taste a little bit better. Okay. Uh, and at that point, Got the Danish snaps. The Danish snaps was born. Amazing. Um, and so it's sort of like in, in Denmark we call it kudel snaps, which is translated into like a spiced herb snaps. Okay. So what um, you said that they went out like foraging around their distil- distilleries. Um, what are the typical botanicals that are in there? Because like for example, juniper is um, in gin. Is there a, a, t- a typical botanical that Schnapps has? Yeah, I mean they they do use a lot of uh, caraway or, okay. or dill, um, but uh, and, and hence uh, there's certain things that's called an acavit. Um, yes. and, and, so that, is that and, a type of Schnapps? Yes, it is a type of Schnapps. It's it's it have to be thirty seven and a half percent or above, right? Uh, and it have to contain caraway or dill. Uh, or, or both, or both okay. uh, by law, and then you can right. call it an acrid, but okay. it's also known as a snaps. So an acrid can also be a snaps, but a snaps can't necessarily always be an acrid. Okay. I've done, I've done quite a few drinking songs with acrid I went to a Scandinavian wedding last year and we did... Um, there is a lot of songs <laughs> over there. there is, especially Sweden has a lot of songs. Yes. I mean, Denmark, we also have a lot of songs. I think, I mean, it's a 200 and almost 250 songs that's recorded wow. just around snaps. I mean, it, it don't... Don't like call me, but it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. Well, yeah, I, and my voice isn't quite warmed up yet, so you won't get to hear me <laughs> singing yet. <laughs> but um, so let's talk about your snaps because you've got a lot here. And um, are the particular characteristics that are different to uh, well, it, it's I, I think nowadays. I mean, the snaps have become a lot better. The spirit in mm-hmm. itself is is so much better these these days. It's so much purer. It's it's like you can quite easily like we used to put snaps in the freezer. Um, oh, and the reason just to, to put, make it, yeah, to make it in like is because you didn't like the taste of it. <laughs> okay. I mean, my grandparents and my parents, they were all coming from the freezer. They didn't know anything better. Okay. So it would come out, it would go in a freezer sleeve as well. So it was ice cold and then you will knock it down in once. And the reason you knock it down in once is because you don't like it really. Right. And you, don't wanna, you just want to get it get over it and over done with. with. Exactly. <laughs> but, but nowadays, the spirit is so much better. And also the way we are flavoring it or infusing it, um, it, it, they become like really specialised okay. drinks. And we, we have it a lot. with we, we sip it and we sip it a lot with food. Okay. So um, what's your like favourite signature snaps? Well, our, our signature snaps is a smoked uh, rye bread snaps. Wow. Okay. So our rye bread is uh, 100% sourdough. Uh, we make it with uh, honey, uh, molasse, and we... Um, uh, and we use beer in it as well, so there's ah. malt in the beer. So you, so this drink is very mellow. It's about thirty-five percent, and it's very mellow. But you can certainly, certainly taste the rye bread. So I don't know if we should have a little, uh, yes, definitely. have a little taste of the rye Again, bread. I'm so just that say will be that one there. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> what? What? How do you say okay. cheers in Danish? Okay, we say skål, and skål. there's skål, and there's a whole thing about 
how we do it because yes, it's all sorry. about eye I'll contact. Okay. So we lift the glass. Yes. We look into each other's eyes. Yes. And then we say skull. Skull. And then we sip it. Do we clink glasses? No, we no. don't clink. No, okay. no. Sip it. And then before we put the glass down, we look into each other's eyes yes. again. And then, and then put it down. And then put it down. Oh, so you can okay. you imagine? I mean, I remember the first time I took my wife, Jacqueline, to Denmark <laughs> yeah. for my dad's 70s birthday party. Oh, my God. We were a little bit late because so we didn't know that his, his party was at, at it was a 12 o'clock midday party. We thought it was an evening party. We were a little bit late. Oh, no. We came into the main course coming in. There was about 70 people in there. Oh, poor lady. And, <laughs> and I completely forgot to tell her about this, this whole thing about school. Yes. And I, I think it took her by surprise because we were like the first time school and, and everybody was looking at her and she was like, oh my God, they're looking at me, oh they're no, looking at me. But me. that is literally yeah. just, that's how we, that's how so we you, do it. So you pick it up, you yeah, look, into, up, each look into each other's eyes, say school. Say school. Yeah, and then you sip, sip it, it, not yes. down it. No, you know, okay, don't down so it. And often, think it's down and the, yeah, exactly. And often, what we will do, we will have a little bit of the food, and then we will, and then we'll taste the alcohol. Okay. And then keep looking in someone's eyes, and, and then, then put and it then down. you put it down, and then you'll find the food. It just, I mean, it opens up your palate. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, this but is delicious. Also, it's, it's amazing. It's really like malty. You can taste yeah. rye bread. Obviously, yeah. that goes yeah. without saying because it's yeah. rye bread snaps. But yeah. sometimes. People call things yeah. a certain thing, and it doesn't actually taste what of what you're saying. It tastes yeah. like. Um, but, so, how do you get that? Well, so we we infuse it with the rye bread. Okay. Um, I mean, before that, before that, I smoke it. I toast it. It needs to be very. I mean, it needs to be almost black before it it goes in. It's very dark. And then color. yeah, and then. Uh, it's only for that. It's only about two two weeks, but it's a case okay. of tasting it. Then it might need to be diluted a little bit. So it's, it's, but you know, it's, yeah. So each batch would be, it's a real artisan okay. drink, like to make. But the back to the school thing is really funny as well because you sit around the table and you can do a private school to somebody as well. You can. And it's, yeah. Okay. And especially one of those, your grandma or your granddad, and they're sort of doing a private school down the table and they're catching your eyes and they're like lifting the glass and ah, here we go so there's a there's a lot of little sort of there's a lot of little traditions around the around like, the school yeah if you could get like um you know for eye contact if you could get like little wires it'd be a big net i can imagine yeah you've got yeah. a big table of yeah, people because i know you have a lot of um yeah Big big dinners yeah. and yeah. everybody. You are allowed. In. I think you are allowed to shout somebody's name as well. Okay. So it's like you know, just to sort of make them aware that there's a little school yeah. coming up. Like secret school yeah. coming your way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, speaking of all these great traditions, it sounds it's a gr- it sounds like a great place to spend Christmas. And um, I know you've got um, uh, jewel snaps, which means Christmas Christmas snaps. snaps. Yeah. So okay. that's quite so that's that? quite traditional. Uh, that every year that. Uh, the companies that make snaps are coming up with a, with a Christmas snap. So, of course, we have come up with one as well. Um, and, like, normally when you make snaps, it's a bit like cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, don't put too many ingredients onto it, you know. Um, and no more than three, I would say. But at Christmas, you can go mad. Okay. Yeah. So you just Pendled need wine, to... We just yeah, put everything yeah, in absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's often 20 different ingredients okay. into it. Um, so what's the defining ingredients of this? Is well, there anything well, that stands out? Well, if I, if I tell you... I mean, okay. actually, why don't we have a... Why okay. don't we have... Why don't we try it? Right, okay. So and then, like, you scroll. know, scroll. Now we're clinking because we are, we are in England. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, wow. Mm. That's a lot more herbaceous than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. 
I thought yeah. it was going to be like cinnamony, but it's more. There is cinnamon. Really clean. There is yeah. cinnamon in but it, it's but it's very, very clean. It's very clean. It has to be clean because otherwise it could be easily become quite sickly. Yes. It could be too perfumed with with there is Ooh. there is cinnamon there is the clove there is orange yeah, in there. I mean, if I have to go through the whole list, yeah, we'd be then, here all day. No, but then we have. I have to. I have to get you very drunk on it, so mm-hmm. you'll forget, or I have to kill you. You know. Um, okay, so that it's a lovely bottle as well. Um, so if you were going to pair that with, I know obviously have a lot of different traditions in Denmark. Um, can you tell us some of those just before we well, before we go? I, I would I would pair that with something maybe a little bit spicy, maybe some spiced herrings, but it okay. also goes unbelievable well with, with a chocolate dessert or a brownie okay. or like, you know, just absolutely wonderful. Okay. Um, and then, so I understand, so you celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, don't you? So yes, our Christmas Eve on is the your 24th main day. in the evening. And the 23rd, you have little Christmas yeah, Eve, which sounds yeah. lovely. I mean, in Can our family, we... That? Yeah, in our family, we always celebrated the 23rd as little little Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. And um, we used to go out and get the Christmas tree in the morning of the 23rd. Just go and pick it. Yeah, so we oh, like, so well, nice. my, my, my family <laughs> had a, down. they had a, uh, on my mother's side, had a wood. So we'd go out and, and cut down the tree. Wow. And then take it home. And then we'll spend little Christmas Eve uh, decorating it. Okay. Um, Lovely. And... They would be making like you know lots of little treats like with marzipan con- con- confect. Uh, mm. Like it was all about spending the day with the family and and like having a really hugely time. Oh yeah, you know, hugely, yeah, Huga. a very hugely time. Um, so everybody was obsessed with hygge yeah. last year in um, in England. Yeah. Is it is it definitely is it as much a thing over there as? As we make it out to be. Yeah, I think it is, but it's it's like we use hugli in probably we, we use it as a word. Like there's a lot of different variations of the word yeah. and we probably use it about ten times a day. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 really it's 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 something you it's just there. Yes. Like as a like, you know, it's about the little things in life. Yeah. Like much more than the bigger things in life. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's about taking taking time with each other. It's yeah. about like it's about caring about each other. It's about caring that, that you are actually having a good time. Okay. You know? That's I think uh, that's why we loved it so much because yeah. it's such a nice concept. Yeah. It's about taking you know, kind of switching your phone it off and it, it doesn't need to cost anything. No, have you don't a cup need, of tea. Yeah, have a cup of tea. I mean yeah. maybe candlelights. It's yes. like, you know, that's that or it could also be out in nature. Yeah. You know. But of course, like, you know, it will be, make it even better with like lots of snaps. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'd love to learn loads more yeah. about um, snaps and um, Christmas traditions, but we don't actually have any more time. But um, can you just remind our listeners about the snaps workshop you're doing? What? Yes. Yeah, so we do uh, a snaps workshop where we are going through a little bit of the history of, of, of snaps. We're pairing it with uh, smurboil, which is Danish open sandwiches. Oh, uh, and then uh, in the end, uh, they're all making their own little, uh, own, yes, their own little snaps. Oh, great! Out of, uh, like lots of in- lots of ingredients. So it's all about being creative. Okay. Fun. I might have to do it after after yeah. a few more snaps. I've got some lined up here. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for my, chatting to us. My tack, pleasure. Did you say tak? Tak. Tak. Yeah. Right. Tak. And tack, uh, tack. what's Merry Christmas in Danish? We'll end on that. Glædelig jul. Glædelig jul. Yeah, very good. Right. Glædelig jul. Okay. <laughs> thank you. 
Next is Ellie and Rhiannon. So I'm travel editor Rhiannon and I'm talking to Ellie, Olive's editorial assistant, uh, all about Christmas markets. And Ellie, you've just put a guide together um, on olivemagazine.com, rounding up some of the best of this year's markets across the UK. Do you have a personal favourite? Yeah, so I'm a big Christmas fan and I've got family that live in Manchester. So I've been to the Manchester Christmas market quite a lot. Um, But actually, there's one I wrote about this year, which is new for 2017, I think, and it's... um, Bauhaus Christmas Market. That's the Scottish one. Yeah, so it's in um, a small Fife town. It's called the place is called Anstruther, which Anstruther, is probably yes. Anstruther. There we go. Um, and so this, um, so Bauhaus is kind of like a um, an outbuilding almost, um, and they have indoor markets throughout the year, and it's a way to. They said because tourism has grown so much on that coast of Scotland, and there are so many small food producers, they wanted a way to attract the tourists mm. so then the producers could show them what they're making and sell to them. And so this Christmas market is the biggest one of the year. And I think they said they've got over 55 stallholders, but it's very much focusing on the the local people and so there's a lot of shellfish apparently that's a that's a big thing um and um they've got street food sections as well so they said there's going to be like pa- paella with hand-dived shellfish How um, delicious i know and i think that's nice because it kind of makes a bit of a difference from a lot not a lot of christmas markets but mm. sometimes you go to some and it's quite similar food so it's quite nice to go and have something completely different and so they've another um, trader that's going to be there is St Andrew's Brewing Company so this is a brewery that started in 2012 and they just do a few core beers and then they have a seasonal range so they're actually going to be selling one which is their Christmas tree rye beer and it's flavoured with spruce pine shoots and juniper oh that sounds really interesting I know so I feel like that's definitely one to check out and try (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think you've made a really crucial point. When we started compiling these annual guides mm. to Christmas markets a few years ago, it was really eye-opening for me because we discovered quite quickly that big isn't necessarily best. And sometimes you no. hear about these really big Christmas markets, but they are just selling the same things all around yeah. the country and uh, the same traders often are there. Mm. Um, so it's nice when you find things that are a bit more local. Independent, yeah. So what do you think makes a good market? Well, I suppose that does depend from person to person, doesn't it? Some mm. people might really like all the same old yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and you know, we're big fan, fans of Bratwurst and Glühwein and Olive. And um, mm. the European markets are so magical if um, if you want a bit of that. But I think when we started putting these guides together, we tried to focus on how large a proportion of traders were small local producers. So whether you're in York or Cardiff or St Albans, um, you want to find gifts and stocking fillers and festive foods that are from that region that you wouldn't find anywhere else, um, I think. Yeah. And do you? is there a specific market that you think follows that brief of being independent? <laughs> well, luckily, my local market is Bath Christmas Market. Um, and it's a really good one, yes. Uh, I mean, it's good because it's like all the best ones. I think it's got a really magical setting because it's these fairy lit wooden cabins around the city's abbey, which is always floodlit. Yeah. Um, and it spreads out into little cobble streets and courtyards. Um, and also, I think it's important to say that because it's in the centre of town, it's also really well placed for a day trip. So... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to drive into Bath during no. the Christmas market. <laughs> it's really Cycling. easy to get there. Exactly, Cycling. Yeah. get the train, get, do the park and ride. And um, then you've got all the other lovely shops mm. that are there all the time and the yes. restaurants and um, that side of things. So I think being able to tap into that is important. But the main thing for me is that something like 70% of traders at Bath Christmas Market are local to the region. Oh, wow. um, and anyone who caught the little video I made... Yes, which is on the Olive Instagram, isn't it? Yes. Um, they will have seen some really lovely small businesses selling items that you genuinely want to buy. Um, I mean, there are lots of great artists and craft makers from the southwest but obviously i homed in on the food yeah. <laughs> um and there are businesses like eiford cider which is made just outside bath and somerset charcuterie the bath soft cheese company paxton and whitfield also have a stall there mm. if you're a cheese nut you yeah. don't want to miss that lovely um, did you find any new um producers this year or make any new discoveries that's another really good point um because a lot of the traders there do have bricks and mortar stores but they may be slightly out of the way and at right. the christmas market you get to find them Just, all in one spot yeah. um so there were two companies that really stuck out for me this year one was bath botanics which is a small business that i'd heard of but never visited and the, the market was a really good introduction to what they do they also had by far the prettiest <laughs> stall it kind of That's looked like something good. out of dickens oh, wow <laughs> yeah it was beautiful um but they make herbal teas and tinctures but also a whole range of small batch gins wow. And they do things like damson gin or a classic mm. number one gin. Um, and, but I bought their Christmas gin, which has cocoa, orange and cinnamon. Which sounds, sounds a bit amazing. unusual, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's really lovely and um, citrusy. And yeah. I just think with the right tonic. Tonic be lovely. Be really, yeah. Um, Great new Christmas drink to exactly. try. <laughs> <laughs> we always need those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other big discovery for me was... Um, Palmer Street Bottle, uh, which is more drink, I suppose. Um, <laughs> a relatively new business in Froome, um, south of Bath, which sells mm. craft beer, unusual wines and spirits and really good local cheeses. And they normally operate as a bar and I think they do pop-up food and drink events and things. But yeah. um, I hadn't visited their shop in Froome or their bar, so it was really nice to visit them at the Christmas market and see yeah get, get, get a flavor of it to, yeah, yeah get a chance to see what they're doing um and so I think that's a good sign that's a sign of a good Christmas market is that it's not just buying Christmas presents and filling up on mulled wine although we we are big fans <laughs> of mulled wine so we're not we're not you know saying that's a bad thing but it's good to be able to make these local discoveries and find people that you wouldn't necessarily go yeah. out and see otherwise absolutely um so which were some of the, the markets that you've included this year in the guide so yeah we try to get a good spread across the country um and highlighting the like one-off regional producers that we really think are going to be good there and so obviously i've mentioned Bauhaus, which is in um scotland but there's york christmas market and they've got a big um, focus on street food. So there's a street food place called Los Moros, um, and they do Persian chicken wraps. Amazing. And I think that's in the Shambles Street Food. They have an actual street food market in York, but they're going to be there. And they also have a place called Thor's Teepee. And so this is a big teepee, obviously. Um, and you go <laughs> in, and it's like fairy lights. There's a big roaring fire big blankets um i think they try and make it a bit scandy style and um lots of mulled wine and i think that's i know it sounds very (laughs) idyllic i think that's a nice place to kind of escape from the cold and cozy up in um but then you've got st albans christmas market as well 
and that's a good place to get food gifts. So there's a company called Larkin's Larder, and they'll be selling their Christmas chutneys and jams, which Lovely. always go down well. Yeah. And of course, one final word of warning, if anyone is listening and they want to go and discover their local Christmas market, they'd better do it quickly because... Um, yeah. A lot of these markets don't stay open as long as you might think. No, so I think a lot of the time you think Christmas markets, they'll be open until January almost, yeah. but they don't. A lot of them are kind of one-off weekends. Um, so if you want to check them out, go to olivemagazine.com and we've got an online guide. We've put all the dates on there so you'll be able to find out when they finish. And yeah, I think that's definitely important because you don't want to miss out on your festive <laughs> festive market visit. No, <laughs> blink and you miss them. Thank you, Thanks, Thanks, Helene. And finally, let's find out what you've all been eating for breakfast. So hello, this is Laura, the editor, and I've got the lovely Janine and Adam here. Hello. 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 <laughs> so um, we did a little survey, actually, with some of our readers recently about mm. breakfast yeah. to kind of uh, talk about what breakfast you eat, when you eat it, how many times you eat it, and uh, some rather interesting results came out of the survey, didn't they, guys? Definitely, especially about avocado toast, which was a shocker for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am a massive fan of avocado and toast, and I was quite shocked. So we had a we had a division between kind of what people eat during the week and what people eat at the weekend. Mm. And at the weekend, only, is it 8% eat avocado? No, what is it? 6% eat avocado on yeah. toast, which I was mortified by because I absolutely love it and have it <laughs> virtually every weekend. So I need to... I mean, they make they definitely make more of an effort on a weekend, yeah. as in people are eating a cooked breakfast, yeah. whereas during the week it looks like people are literally slamming down a bit of cereal <laughs> or toast or having nothing at all. So Yeah, I'm afraid I'm with that category. I eat nothing at all for breakfast during the week. Nothing? Nothing. See, that was what was surprising for me was how many people just aren't really that bothered about breakfast. Yeah. Like, eight, was it 8% neither important or unimportant, 7% quite unimportant, 3% very unimportant. But I think breakfast is very important. Yeah, well, I, I sit next to Adam and I can testify <laughs> that if he doesn't get breakfast, he gets pretty... Um, yeah, I rate pretty quickly. Mm, I am I am quite known for being quite hangry, I must admit. So if I don't get anything by ten o'clock, ten thirty, I'd say I am. I'm, yeah, key snaffling must be done before that hour. Um, well, still fifty eight percent. That's the majority of our survey said that breakfast was very important. So I was actually quite impressed with that because for a skipper like me, I was I was impressed that that many people are eating it. Um, but I thought what was interesting was was where and how people eat it. Yeah. So twenty percent of us apparently eat breakfast during the week at home in front of the telly. I know, I can't... When have you got time? I haven't even got time to switch the telly on. I'm literally shower, dry my hair, yeah. running out of the door. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm baffled by that. But apparently some people get really early. Yeah. No, I do. I, 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 I like to have 20 minutes with um, whatever they're called on BBC News. Oh, as long as it's Dan not Piers Morgan, that's Susan fine. or something. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's... Don't worry. Then I'd it's, have to sack you. It is not Piers Morgan. Good. Um, Sorry for any of his family listening. Um, but, um, yeah, I like to... I like to it's like... It gets my head together in, yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, my granddad Ellie. was famous that he used to have... He used to have two cups of tea before he left the house. I'm he impressed. literally couldn't function unless he had both his cups of tea. Yeah, my mum's the same. And Ellie, our editorial assistant, says she puts aside 20 minutes every morning to have her breakfast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm impressed with that. Uh, the rest of us, uh, so 43% eat it at the dining table, which I was really impressed by. You eat breakfast at the dining room? I know. Room no, no one in bed, um, apparently. Mm. I, I would be tempted to have it in bed. Um, 11% standing in the kitchen. That's a recipe for... Yeah. Uh, 
indigestion, if you ask I know, me. I know. I, I have to confess that I stand and eat my breakfast at a, at a weekend. No. On the weekend? I know. No. I, just random reasons. Because um, <laughs> I've usually just been to the gym and I come back and I'm kind of pottering around and then I'll make my husband something and he's usually working so he's in front of it's really bad it makes it sound like such a dysfunctional family um and I'm usually so hungry that I literally make it and then just be standing and like get it down me so I'm, it's not leisurely also we've got no seats and all we've got a kitchen table yeah but he works on it and we've got rid of all of the seats so there's no there's literally nowhere to sit and oh eat breakfast See, I almost have two breakfasts at the weekend. I make my breakfast, which inevitably is some form of avocado on toast. I'm that, I'm that few 6%. But then I also sit, while I'm making it, I'll be eating Marmite on toast. So I have two breakfasts, a lot of toast. Like a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> so on, the, on the weekend, most of the time I actually don't eat breakfast, which is surprising because during the week I always have breakfast. What time does it stop being breakfast and stop being brunch? Because I would normally two? eat. Two? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. In that case, then I have breakfast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, if you count it up till two o'clock, that's definitely, yeah. then yeah. I would thought like breakfast usually ends about 10 30. No, I mean, not that I, no. I'm not allowed to get that's out of bed that late anymore. That's but... when McDonald's start, stop serving their breakfast menu. Therefore, okay. breakfast ends at 10 30. Okay. McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's rules. McDonald's, have the, McDonald's have the final word. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, so, some of the, the other results that were really interesting were the types of food that you guys ate. So, um, Janine, mm. tell us about what people eat during the week. It's a lot of cereal, porridge is really popular, and toast and fruit, like all tops. So you, you're not, no one's going for the um, full English or meaty things. No. Uh, it, seems to be, it seems to be like really convenient. I imagine the people that eat porridge are probably doing microwave porridge. Sorry if porridge eaters, if you're not, but <laughs> yeah. just the amount of people here in the morning, you hear the ping of the microwave yeah. and they're microwaving their porridge in two minutes, which is brilliant because, I mean, it's so good for you. So exactly. it's, it's good that they're actually doing that. So. And we've got some organised people who have overnight oats and stuff, um, yeah. which I'm who pleased are, to see. <laughs> who are you? Yeah. But they, I'm sure they're using our yeah. brilliant recipe for overnight oats on the so website. They're, they're using our recipes, obviously. <laughs> um, and then the weekend, it shifts, doesn't it? So all of a sudden... It's all eggs, about the eggs. All about the eggs, yeah. um, which I'm really impressed with. So 40% of you eat eggs. That's the top top thing you eat at the weekend. Egg, eggs is my my main thing at a weekend is to... I rotate, yeah. like poacher, scramblers, yeah, totally. boiled eggs, basically. Yeah, me too. So that, is, that would be like the cornerstone of whatever breakfast I'm making. I feel like breakfast isn't breakfast without eggs. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of an egg fiend. For me, it's breakfast isn't breakfast without bacon. Interesting, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Okay, so... 27% wanted a bacon or a sausage sandwich. That was quite far yeah, down I the could list. Do, yeah, I could do a bacon sandwich, but I'd, I'd slip an egg in there as well, yeah. whereas Matt <laughs> would just have plain bacon. So I'd just have bacon and brown sauce. Yeah. I was going to say, well, let's talk about sauce now. Yeah. So brown sauce. Bre- uh, HP or Daddy's, yeah. Okay. Also with also chilli sauce. Interesting. Sometimes, sometimes um, I do, like especially if it's a sausage sandwich, mustard, English mustard on the bottom, sausages, brown sauce, and chili sauce. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like indigestion. <laughs> That's really sounds good. Like heaven. Wait, um, like tasty indigestion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for me, it's red and brown <clears throat> sauce for a bacon sarnie. Both. So both. You're straddling both straddling camps. Both. You put both on the same sandwich. Both on the same sandwich, or mayonnaise wow. and chili sauce. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, acceptable. But then if it's got mayonnaise, it has to have lettuce and tomato for me. Oh, I couldn't just have okay. bacon and mayonnaise, that'd be weird. It is a bit bit gross, but in a 
really in delicious a nice way. way. Yeah. Um, and then for a sausage sarni, I have to have cheese. I have to have thick slabs of cheddar and brown sauce. Jeez. I could do that. Mm. I could happily do that. I mean, I could do that, but I've never, I've never heard of that before. I get looks in the canteen downstairs when I get it. When I've, you know, had one too many popsicles the night before, but yeah. it, it does the job. I can assure you. What, you ask them to go and find cheese for you. In the <laughs> I bag. get cheese, cheese and sausage. Cheese. Yeah. You get extras extra, on the side. Extra yeah. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> um, so full English is only eighteen percent as well. I'm really shocked by that. I'm really shocked. But I think maybe it's maybe it's just that it a bit like a roast dinner, like doing a proper full English takes it's a bit of balance, isn't it? I mean you've got to you've got to get everything ready at the same time. You've got to have the multi pans out, yeah. you know. I love making it. Yeah. But I would need at least three frying pans. You can't do it in all one pan. No. Well, well if, you're, if you're my granddad, you could do it. <laughs> then it all ends up like a really dirty kind of gritty colour. <laughs> he, he died of a heart attack. <laughs> I mean we shouldn't laugh at <laughs> Yeah, no. Um and if you yeah, I mean we we're all quite big fans of the Fry Up Police yes. Facebook page. And, like, <laughs> if you go on there, witness the um, how people can destroy a full English. Yeah. It's like one out of ten um, fry-ups is actually a really beautiful one. The rest of them are just shockers. Yeah. I mean, absolute shockers. Do you think it's a, a, a health thing where people are just not wanting to eat that much fat and meat now uh, I, I do i, think I do think so shift, i think people realize how bad it's a treat for you uh, for english is like like fat levels salt levels yeah. would be off the chain and just generally like people always you know there's that like that common thing that people want if they're particularly hungover they're like i have something really greasy i think <laughs> most people know that just makes people feel worse yeah. <laughs> it brings you joy but oh, deep, yeah not deep. not as healthy as some of our See, other choices. i would only have a fry up for dinner Ooh, controversial. Yeah, in my house. Treating yourself. Yeah. The, okay. the other thing I would always have a fry up is if I was staying in a hotel and yeah, they did I had a one nice this breakfast. Weekend and it was joyful. You cannot walk past. No. You can't just go, I'll just have some toast. <laughs> yeah. You literally text, have to go for the full, full English. English. When it's free and included in the room <laughs> price, I'm going to go to town. Hit me with bacon. Yeah, hit yeah, me yeah, with sausage. Yeah. Hit Keep, me with eggs. I want, it, I want to see a buffet style thing. I going want on. grilled tomatoes. I'll be like Alan Partridge and bring an extra big plate like, compared <laughs> yeah. to everyone else. I like your style. Okay, so. Lots of interesting information on there, and we're going to put this on our website so you guys can figure out more yeah. stuff as well, what we've all been having. But let's finish on what we're all having for breakfast at Christmas. Um, I'm probably just going to stick to Buck's Fizz because I'll be, <laughs> because I'll be cooking. And I, I might sort of... I might eat something while I'm cooking, yeah. a bit of snacking. But, but the main it, event is lunch. But I definitely will not be sitting down and eating any breakfast. No. Okay. Sorry. Adam? Um, we have champagne, hot smoked salmon, scrambled eggs, butter toast, and then vodka shots. Okay. Adam's family are <laughs> Scottish, Irish, so just as a qualifier, I mean... Yeah, we just... Uh, someone, just do it right. Someone yeah. bought these, like, um, ice cube tray shot glasses. They're frozen, and you put water in them, and they, you like, pop them out, and you have a little nice. frozen shot glass. So, nice. yeah, we have vodka shots on Christmas Day. Who started that? Uh, I think my auntie. I don't think, I don't think <laughs> they were meant to come out that early in the day. <laughs> I like your style. Start as you mean to go on. Um... We don't tend to have breakfast at ours either, but you know what? In our Christmas issue, which is still out now, so you guys all have to get it if you haven't already got it. Um, you guys, uh, I'm talking about Janine and Adam, have wrote a brilliant brunch feature, um, oh, yeah. and there are some really great ideas in there. And I'm definitely going to do the spinach pancakes with smoked yeah, salmon. Yeah, they're really lovely, I think, I think and they look really that. pretty as well. Yeah, and, and really easy, right? Yeah, super so easy. Yeah. Um, and those recipes, if they're not already online, they'll definitely be online. They'll be shortly. online by Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. So lots of interesting information. We'd love to hear. What what you guys do for your yeah, breakfast rituals um you can tweet us <laughs> at olive magazine instagram facebook instagram those eggs apparently Insta- they're the most popular um, yeah. 
I, the most popular food on Instagram is eggs in there the UK. We, so. we need to see more. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like what you heard, please, please, can you review and rate us and subscribe on iTunes so as many people as possible get to hear us. Get in touch with us via social media, email, phone or snail mail. And don't forget there's still time to pick up the Christmas issue of Olive, which contains a free magazine of recipe ideas to use up your Christmas leftovers. Plus, in selected stores, you can also get a bar of Green and Black's new Velvet Edition dark chocolate for free when you buy that issue. So... Happy shopping, happy eating, and until next week, bye.